And hence it is that to feel much for others and little for ourselves, to restrain our selfishness and exercise our benevolent affections, constitute the perfection of human nature. Adam Smith, The Theory of Moral Sentiments This is a remarkable era in history. Never has there been such widespread and determined concern for the welfare of animals. And yet, we humans mete out pain and toil on animals on a scale unseen, indeed unimagined, before. What's the takeaway from this contradiction? One word. Hope. Exploiting animals is a practice under siege, whether in puppy mills and pet shops, circuses and marine parks, factory farms and slaughterhouses, mink farms and fur salons, and primate laboratories and cosmetic testing facilities. Concern for animals is ascendant. And today, there's a fast-growing, often surprising, hugely promising, and largely unstoppable force for animal welfare, and it's revealing itself in a thousand varying forms. Welcome to the humane economy. If you are part of the old, inhumane economic order, get a new business plan or get out of the way. You're already in danger of being too late. Every day there is less room in our civic conversations for discredited ideas about animals existing for whatever use we humans concoct, and less tolerance for self-serving rationalizations for calculated cruelty. Those old ways of thinking are being squeezed into oblivion from two sides. On one hand, there's a groundswell among consumers who not only believe that animals matter, but also put those principles into action and make choices that drive change in the marketplace. This freshly turned economic soil nurtures legions of hungry entrepreneurs who are imagining better ways to produce goods and services that do less or no harm to animals. These visionary entrepreneurs are enlisting scientists, economists, engineers, designers, architects, and marketers to the cause of providing food, clothing, shelter, health care, research techniques, and even entertainment without leaving a trail of animal victims behind. This economic revolution is nothing short of astonishing in depth, breadth, and potential. On the other hand, the humane economy is being propelled just as surely by people who are not intentionally out to end suffering, but whose innovative work moves us in that direction anyway. It was primarily Henry Ford, and not American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, ASPCA, founder Henry Berg, who was at the wheel in dramatically reducing cruelty to horses in the 19th and early 20th centuries. Ford's invention of the mass-produced automobile was not motivated by any special desire to spare the beasts of burden, but that was one lasting outcome. And it happened in a mere eye-blink of history. Few who lived in a 19th-century American city would have thought it possible for such a rapid conversion from animal to machine transportation. In fact, our language is still hitched to animal transport and hasn't even caught up to that distant revolution. To this day, we measure our car's engines by horsepower. As recently as the early 20th century, 
We tied messages to pigeons and sent them off into the sky for delivery. Before that, the Pony Express had a brief run in the 19th century. Today, Federal Express and DHL can deliver packages almost anywhere overnight with payload capacity and navigation systems that any pony or pigeon would envy. Amazon is experimenting with delivering books and other products by drone. And of course, with just a few keystrokes, we can download books to an electronic reader or send electronic messages and documents of any size in seconds across the planet. Today, with the carrier pigeon and, to a considerable degree, the working horse in our rearview mirror, we must wonder what other animals might be spared their particular burdens by the powerful forces of innovation. Given the intensity and scale of animal exploitation today, in so many different sectors of the economy, why wouldn't we make urgent efforts to harness innovation to make cruel uses of animals obsolete?